Okay, listen up, mamas. This episode is for you. Tabitha is an amazing mom with a whole tribe of moms in an online community that she leads and supports. And today, we talk about everything from high school sports to life after littles and just how much your fitness goals are impacted. We agree it doesn't have to be hard. You just have to give yourself grace in whatever season you're in, especially with the littles. Tabitha is a mama of two, Alaskan born and raised, the founder of The Mama Matters. She's passionate about helping overwhelmed moms find joy in motherhood by taking themselves from exhausted and frustrated to energized and fulfilled. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Hey, Tabitha, thank you so much for being here on the Fit for Business podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Awesome. Well, you're in the right place. Before we jump into everything, I love to ask my guests, if you had to describe yourself in three words, what three words come to mind? I would say um, loving, optimistic, and helpful. Awesome. I love those. What well, If you had to pick one of those, what's your favorite? You know, I think optimistic, like that just is such a wonderful perspective and it makes everything so much more energizing and engaging and fun. Yeah. Would you say you're one of the most optimistic people that you know? Gosh, um, maybe. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but um, I have really optimistic parents. And so that is just like the narrative in my head. And that's just kind of how I see things and think about them. So yeah, I guess so. That's awesome. Good. And then if you learn that from your parents, you'll probably pass it down onto your kids, which is wonderful. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. Now that we've gotten that taken care of, tell us just more about you. Who are you as a mom, a wife? What's the season of life look like for you? Okay. So I, um, I'm from a really small community in Alaska and um, it even has the slogan, a quaint drinking village with a fishing problem. And it's totally true. <laughs> My dad's a fisherman. He's completely obsessed. So that's kind of where I come from. And, um, you know, like after years of living in this small community, I wanted to go off to the quote unquote big city, which um, big city in Alaska is really not that big, <laughs> but uh, that's where I went for college. And I did my undergrad in psychology which I've just always found um, how people think fascinating. Um, it's just, it's not always as intuitive or obvious as you think it would be. And so I just loved studying that. And I, I have continued in the world of self-help books. And I think that just comes from that same interest. And when I was doing my undergrad, I also studied abroad for a year in Spain. 
And after that year, I had plenty of credits to also do a bachelor's in Spanish. So I did that. Wow. <laughs> People are always like, uh, psychology and Spanish, that's like the most random combination ever. I'm like, whatever, it just happened. <laughs> do, you still, do you still use your Spanish anywhere? Oh my gosh. You know, in Alaska, I haven't found like a community of people that speak Spanish exactly. And my husband doesn't speak Spanish. And I always swore that I would teach my kids Spanish. Like, why not? <laughs> But I'm definitely not fluent anymore, and I just don't even really think of it. So, like yeah. when we watched Dora the Explorer, I'm like, okay, well, I will add a little bit to that. That's about yeah. the best I can do at this there, point. There but, you go. Cool. That's so cool. Yes. Yes. And then I got into the corporate world right away, and then I actually worked part-time on my master's in business, and then I finished that in a few years, and... It was interesting because like while psychology I felt was just a huge interest, business was an interest, but it was also a weakness. And so I was trying to kind of develop my weakness and thought it was really good information to know. And then I even started my career kind of in um, capital budgets actually, but uh, it didn't take me long to figure out that's actually something I don't enjoy at all. And so I'm like, why am I doing this? that I'm not very good at naturally and I don't enjoy doing. So it was kind of an interesting life lesson to not go into something I didn't like because I thought I needed to be good at something that I was bad at. Shortly after that, I met my husband, Jason, and we now have been married for seven years and we have two wonderful kids. We have our daughter is almost two and our son is four. So when we got pregnant with our son, I was super excited about being pregnant for the first time. And so I started a blog and um, it was basically just for fun. It was like, uh, you know, pregnancy ups updates and kind of like a diary of sorts. <laughs> and I had always planned to be a career mom because I had gone to school for so long and I just, I thought that I would need that mental stimulation and really liked kind of the corporate challenges that that lifestyle provided. And then I was super shocked that when our son was born, I was like, holy cow, I never want to be away from him like ever. So I would just like to be a stay at home mom and just snuggle this baby all the time. And so we hadn't planned on that. So I did go back to work and that was so hard, so much harder than I ever would have guessed. But learning from that experience, I knew that uh, when I got pregnant with our daughter, I was like, there's no way I cannot go back to work full time. Not only would I not be with my kids, but the, the early ed school that they're in, they would be in different classes. So the kids wouldn't even be together. And fortunately, when I came back, I was actually able to find a two day a week position part time, just two days, 16 hours with the same organization, which is nice because I really believe in the organization. I really enjoy being a part of that. I just didn't want to contribute to it full time. And it ended up being like a beautiful mix because if I like after five days of being with the kids, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm ready for a break. Yeah, <laughs> then they go, yeah. I'm like, you're going to school tomorrow. Woohoo! <laughs> and then, you know, after two days of doing that grind of like the, just a busy day and then the rush in the evening of getting the kids home and cooking dinner and getting them ready for bed and rush, rush, rushing. I'm always super grateful that we can wake up the next morning and just relax and have more of an easygoing day. So 
a lot of people, there's so much out there with the, oh, stay at home mom's harder, career mom's harder, all this. And I'm like, I feel like I found kind of the sweet spot where I kind of have the best of both worlds. Like highly recommend if you can make that work. Sure. And yeah, yeah, another thing, the only downside, the only thing that I missed about my corporate career was that I had been promoted into management. So I had gotten used to just, my mind was always thinking about work far more than I realized, but I was always trying to build my team and thinking about projects. And then there was a gap because my new two day a week position was very, is very entry level. So I found that I wanted something to challenge my brain and I, I missed that very quickly. And of course, being a mom challenged your brain in a different way. And of course, you can think of all these activities and things to develop your children and everything. But when they're very young, it's it's challenging and that's not a particular strength of mine. So I really wanted to go something in the direction of helping other moms because I had just learned so much from my journey even early on and the idea that I could make things easier for other moms was super motivating. And as I mentioned, I like helping and I love motherhood. And so it just seemed like the perfect opportunity to develop the blog into something that could actually really help other other moms. It started out kind of just random tips and tricks. Like for example, I ended up having two C-sections and I know they're really common. And so I wanted to share all of the lessons that I had learned so that if I had a friend who had a C-section, I could just send her to the post because, you know, a few years later, I'm not going to remember all the details of what was helpful and what wasn't. So that's how it started. And then I was just like, gosh, it'd be really nice to be able to earn an income. And then maybe I could do that instead of even my part-time job. And the kids will be in school in a couple of years. And then maybe I could do that and have the flexibility. So I'm looking forward to that at some point, but I've sort of niched down a little more into making mindset shifts for moms, because that is really the root of so much of our overwhelm is just our perspective on our lives. So that's kind of a a slightly new direction that the blog is going in. And you and I, Natalie, we were in a mastermind, I guess, started last spring. Yeah. And that was a huge shift for me because I actually started taking action toward trying to make this little side hobby into a business. So that has been really fun and interesting. And it's interesting too, because when you said that uh, after you had your first son and you were going to go back to work, but then it was like one of those hardest things that you've done. It's interesting because for me, after I had my first son, like going back to work was something I needed so bad and I was (laughs) grateful for it. So it's just interesting, right? Like the different perspectives and and for for me too, like finally by the fourth baby, I was, (laughs) I was ready to be more home with the family, you know, so it just, it took me really three and a half to four kids to, to want to be home. But now I get it, you know, working on that that side business to, to help support the family. So how does then your health like play into all of this? You're a super busy mom. You've got littles that aren't probably in school yet and you're working on this side business. How do you incorporate fitness or what does your uh, fitness story look like? Well, if we 
start way back at the beginning to get like the full scope and picture. <laughs> um, I was always a really chubby kid and I always hated that. So I just developed a really negative body image super early on. And my mom always told me that I was just big boned and muscular and I didn't believe her. And I just always thought that I was fat. We always had a really active lifestyle, but I was not athletic at all. In fact, like, you know, when you run the mile in junior high, I was always the last person who was actually running. Like the only people that I beat were the people who totally gave up and just walked the whole thing. <laughs> and it was so frustrating because I'm like, but I'm actually trying and I still suck so bad. <laughs> but I kept trying and I mean, spoiler alert, I'm still not a runner, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was a good learning experience. And then again, I don't know where this tendency to dig into my weakness came from. I just always thought that whatever I was bad at was what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So like I ran track in junior high, which I was terrible at. And some people were like, why don't you do field? But I don't know if it was a general stigma or just in my mind, but it's like field, that's what everyone who is lazy does. Like they don't have to run and I hate running and I'm making myself run. So that seemed like noble in some way, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting. I never did it in junior high, but then I, um, oh, and the other thing, I guess in junior high, you know, the big concern was like, are boys going to want this like big, strong girl who can chuck a hunk of metal across a field? Like, <laughs> that's not cute. Like, that's not going to get me anywhere socially. So yeah. I just, oh, that's so funny that you thought like that. Yeah, I, I totally mean, did. Yeah. And then um, my freshman year, for some reason, I ended up trying field and I was amazing at it. Like I ended up going to regionals my first year ever. Wow. And then um, it ended up kind of falling apart because we didn't have a coach the next year. But that was kind of my first glimpse into like, why didn't I go with what I would naturally be good at? So I did a lot of things I wasn't good at. I, I tried everything. I don't know if I just felt like I was supposed to or again, like was just like, oh, I'm bad at all this. Let's just do it anyways. So then uh, in college, I gained the classic freshman 15 and I dabbled in exercise and intramural volleyball, but I never really did any sort of formal program. My parents had gotten really into racquetball. And so I had started playing that with them just when I'd come home for the holidays. And I had dabbled in it, I guess, a little bit in high school as well. And so I did that a little bit in college just with friends. But the challenges with volleyball and racquetball is you always have to have other people. You are sort of depending on other people. So that was difficult to make consistent. And also in college, I tried running, which again, I was terrible at. <laughs> For some reason, I just, I guess I just, a lot of really awesome people that I admired were runners. And so I was like, yes, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, this is terrible. And I absolutely hate every second of it. And I gave it a solid go, but eventually kind of let that go. That's so funny too, that, you know, I think that even just says with fitness, like you, if your friends go to the gym and they're on a treadmill for an hour and you think, okay, that's what, that's what you need to do. And it mm -hmm. doesn't work for you. It's not going to stick. You need to find the things that you enjoy doing. Absolutely. And that's something in my life in general that I've noticed. I <laughs> deep thoughts, but, uh, 
I tend to see what works well for other people and feel like this should work for me instead of listening to myself and being like, checking in with myself and being like, okay, actually this doesn't work for me and that's what matters to me. So I need to do what works for me regardless of what I think other people are going to think about it or regardless of what works for other people. Yeah. Such a good point. So finally, I don't remember even how I happened upon it, but I started going to boot camp style classes and this was finally something that I liked. So and it was like a consistent time in the morning. It didn't matter. Other people didn't have to show up. So I wasn't subject to that. It was in the morning, which I prefer morning workouts. Not very first thing, but in the morning, I just have no juice left at the end of the day or later in the day. And the boot camp style workouts, I love the high intensity. So I feel like I build momentum. I love that you get strength and cardio. You mix it up constantly, like no class is exactly the same. Like running for me is hard with the monotony. I think maybe I need those like those short term goals or something like, okay, do this for 35 seconds. I'm like, okay, I could do 35 seconds. Yeah. You yeah. know, a marathon, I can't do 35 miles. <laughs> 35 seconds is more my sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> So I really, really enjoyed the boot camp workouts, but the intensity was too much for me when I got pregnant, especially the early days when you don't feel so great and you're super tired. So I didn't do any sort of major exercise while I was pregnant. And then, as I mentioned, I just wanted to snuggle my baby all the time. And so especially working full time it seemed impossible. I could not stand the thought of leaving my child even more to go to the gym. So I did not, I gave up my early morning workouts for the boot camp. Uh, I pretty much just walked or tried to do something active on my lunch break at work. But sometimes our, the daycare is just down the street. So sometimes I would even just walk over and see my baby or nurse him or whatever. And so I really didn't do much there. And then again, got pregnant with our second child. And that was really, I think, a lull over, overall. That was the least I'd ever exercised in my life. Just didn't have the energy, didn't want to have that time away from my baby. And after we had our daughter, I was like, okay, I can't just snuggle my babies for five years and not work out at all. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually discovered a girlfriend of mine who I had worked with had left her job when she had her son, adopted her son actually. And she started a stroller strong moms in our community. And she um, had told me about it and I'd always wanted to check it out. But when I worked full time, the time was I, I couldn't make it because I was at work. And it ended up being perfect because you could actually bring your kids with you to work out. So you didn't have to have time away from your kids. And then it was the style of workout that I really loved doing. So that was just brilliant. And I loved that their trainers, a lot of them are trained specifically for pregnancy and postpartum so that you know that you're doing the appropriate exercise. So that helped a lot with my confidence and knowing that I wasn't going to hurt myself with kind of a, you know, fresh new mom bod. <laughs> 
And I also met lots of friends there, fellow moms, which was wonderful. And my favorite thing about the community is that it's so easy, especially as a mom, to make excuses. But when I'm like running next to someone who's nine months pregnant, I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I have no excuse. Or the mom over there who's got five or six kids, like I can't even count them all. There's so many. I'm like, okay, like I can handle this. And that has been the hugest help for me because it's the workout I like. And then it's more than just a workout, which apparently I need all the accountability I can get and all of the motivation. I wish I was one of those people who's like, I'm here for the endorphins, but that's not me. <laughs> like, I need something more than that. So I think that's the a other lot things that too. keep me coming back. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And by the way, if any of your listeners are interested, if this sounds like something that would be a good fit for them, Stroller Strong Moms is actually a national business. So you can just go on their website and look up if there is one near you and the first class is free. So got nothing to lose and just go check it out. And yeah, it's been the biggest game changer for me in motherhood and getting exercise. What was your mindset? How did you go from being the, I want to snuggle my babies to let's find something that will work for me in this life? What, was there anything that kind of shifted that mindset or was it just, uh, you were finally like, Hey, I need to do something or how did that work out? Yeah, I think it was just like sitting there and realizing I hadn't done anything for so long. And I always had all of my life, even if it was kind of inconsistent, I had always come back to exercise being a priority. And again, I mentioned it's not something I loved. It was more of probably motivated, honestly, from kind of a negative mindset. But I just, I knew I needed to get active. And the idea that exercise is important and I need to be an example for my kids of making that a priority. And that's the other thing that I love about the Stroller Strong Moms is that when I bring my kids, they see me doing it. So it's not just mom disappears for an hour. She says she's going to exercise and it's important, but I don't know what that means. Like they see me doing push-ups. Our daughter like does squats with us, you know, they, they get it. So that was a huge motivation as well. And then just finding something that fit. I, I just, my biggest piece of advice for people I feel like is just try things until you find something that works for you. Don't give up. There's something out there. There's some combination of something. I don't know. Maybe you go to dance classes or something. It's not always obvious, but just it's worth the time to figure it out because exercise is such an important lifelong habit for our health. What are you doing like these days? So are you still doing the, the stroller thing or are you incorporating other things or what does your exercise and you know, your nutrition look like these days? So I still do stroller strong moms and I do active things outside of that too, just walking. But stroller strong moms is like my hardcore high intensity exercise. And that has been such a good fit for me that I think I'll be doing that for the foreseeable future, though I hope that maybe not wishing time away, of course, at all. But when the kids are in school, maybe I would step it up and maybe try some sort of maybe competition or something, like just something to add a new layer. As I mentioned, running is not a good fit. So <laughs> maybe something more strength oriented or speed. Not that I'm super fast, but maybe some combination thereof. 
and that might add a new layer of interest. But for right now, I'm, I'm good with just trying to be more consistent. You know, mom life, like the number of times I have been on my way to class and a kid vomits, I'm just like, this is so unfair. I did the hard part. I left the house. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And now I can't go. <laughs> um, so just working toward consistency, like at this point. Yeah. I think it's so uh, great that uh, you brought up just the seasons of life, right? Like you're in a season right now where it's super important for you to be there for your kids and for them to see you doing the workouts, even though they're, you know, little, little two and four, but super important for them to, to see mom work hard, but incorporate the family. And then in the next season of life, whatever that is that you can change it, right. That you don't always have to be doing mm -hmm. stroller strong moms. And then, uh, you know, you can start to incorporate something else that's going to be more for you. That's fitting in that season of life. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as nutrition, I mentioned I was a chubby kid, but I feel like I should have been like, I mean, I probably was a lot stronger than I realized, but I'm from a coastal town in Alaska. So I ate a ton of fish. In fact, I like hated it at some point. I felt like that was all we ever ate. But, I feel um, like that is all Alaskans eat. Is it not? Yeah, it's true. Oh, I mean, it's free food. So yeah. And my dad, as I mentioned, is a fisherman and he's totally obsessed. So we always, always, always had fish. Oh, we're so and, coming to visit you guys. Oh, you should. I'm serious. I have so much in the freezer right now. Like my parents bring it up whenever they visit and I'm just like, we need to eat this. Oh my gosh, so, that's awesome. Yes. Salmon galore. So um, my mom is amazing. Like she is like, makes everything from scratch, like jams, jellies, breads, even pasta. And I always took that for granted going, growing up. In fact, I was like, oh, can't we just have a box of macaroni and cheese? Like, oh, but then coming home after college, I got a new appreciation and like her food is amazing. And even now, like going home, I'm like, you know, we eat shrimp and fish like caught earlier that morning. And it's amazing. And my mom also has a huge garden. So it's all like super fresh. And these are all things that I thought that I would just naturally do because my mom does them. But I was never interested. I am not a cook. Like I'm very basic. My husband actually does most of the cooking. He loves it. He's an amazing cook. Anyways, growing up, like ate super healthy food. And I kind of, we're in a huge rut right now where I feel like our basic go-to healthy meals were totally burned out on. So <laughs> I feel a little hypocritical saying this, but in general, we eat a pretty balanced diet, try to make sure we get plenty of vegetables. I was a cereal dieter for so many years. Just, I mentioned my unhealthy relationship with my body image. And I just always wanted to be thin. Like I was just convinced that life would be better if I were thin, like then I could love myself and then everyone would love me and think I was amazing if only I could be thin. And so that led to years and years and years of yo-yo dieting. But the irony is that I feel like I just maintained my weight. <laughs> like I really like, I mean, I would yo-yo a little bit, like lose a couple pounds, gain a couple pounds, but the more I thought about it, like I was thinking, okay, don't eat that, don't eat that, don't eat that. Then I ate that because I lost all of my willpower and I was constantly thinking about food just all the time. And so I, as I mentioned, I gained like the freshman 15 in college and I never really took that 
off. Like maybe I lost five pounds of it, but that kind of, that really became like my normal. And then uh, when I went to Spain, I gained a glorious 20 pounds. You probably didn't have that problem in Italy. I know you uh, yeah. studied abroad, but my You goodness. know what? It's Actually, funny because um, in Italy, I didn't enjoy the food. I was... Um, I- I know, which is crazy, right? Because I love Italian yes. food, but I think I liked American Italian food. And so I I don't think, I think, I don't even know if I gained or lost weight, but I just didn't enjoy the food as much. And so I was always like seeking out, you know, I, I'd find a Subway or um, yes. they had um, some, I forget what it was called, but it was some American burger place, not a fast food mm-hmm. place. But, and so when we found that, I was like, yes, but yeah, in general, I eating, eating that kind of food was, was different for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I found the exact same thing when I visited Italy because it's, they don't put any sugar in it. So I felt like even the tomato sauce was like a blended tomato. (laughs) Like, uh, I want Prego, you know? (laughs) So I can totally relate. And you know, I actually, the crazy thing is I didn't love the food in in Spain per se. Like, um, I know everyone thinks Spanish and they think like Mexican, but Spain Spanish is actually like kind of bland. And, um, so what I did discover though, is that there was a bakery around the corner and I had never really had bread dipped in olive oil before. <laughs> so I ate that so much. I like literally that's where the 25 pounds came from was like loaves of fresh bread in olive oil. Like, yeah. So oh, which delicious. sounds amazing then, right now from oh, Spain yes. too, because of the bread yes. there and the oil and the olive there. Oil. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that, um, that <laughs> it was funny. Cause I was like in total denial. I was like, huh. My, uh, my host mom must have like gotten a dryer. I mean, she usually hangs our clothes, but I'm pretty sure my clothes are shrinking. This is so weird. <laughs> and so when I get home, I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely did gain like 25 pounds. But, um, so I kind of panicked at first, but then it just slowly, like I went back to my kind of happy medium weight that had kind of become my normal. Yeah. So I was super thankful for that. It just kind of happened. And again, just like yo-yoed a little bit for a few more years until I, I tried a super extreme keto diet where like, I mean, we're talking packets of food, pretty much all you eat is like a blended drink. And so I only did that for like a month or maybe six weeks, but I lost 20 pounds. And so that was the lightest I'd ever been. I was 10 pounds lighter even than I was in high school, which of course I thought I was fat in high school, but looking back, I was very trim in high school. Yeah. And it was crazy because even like my friends, I mean, they put it delicately, but like it was too skinny. And even looking back at pictures, like my head looks too big for my body, which was so weird. And it just didn't look like me. Anyways, I gained all that weight back very quickly And the crazy thing is it didn't stop there. Like I kept packing it on and I was like, this is so weird. I'm just doing what I've always done. And it was like, the more I tried, the worse it got. So I got all the way back up to the weight that I was in Spain and I couldn't lose the weight. I was doing those boot camp workouts. I was doing back to back two classes of boot camp workouts, like just everything I could, like that desperate 
um, trying to punish my body for being fat and uh, trying to lose that weight. And then something so wild was that I got pregnant with our son and, and that really changed my perspective on my body. Like this body that I had always hating, hated for not looking like everyone else, quote unquote, and not being as thin as I thought it had to be. I was like, I'd had friends who'd really struggled with infertility. And so I was just like, wow, I get to be pregnant. My body is growing a human. Like that is insane. Like my body is literally capable of miracles. And I had hated it for so long. And then I felt kind of guilty and ashamed, but getting over that and moving forward, I mean, I still have body image issues where I'm like, these pants are too tight and my muffin top's hanging out. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but it just really shifted from what my body looks like being so important to what my body can do being so important. And after I had our son, I actually lost that weight and got back to my happy medium. And I don't know if it was just like pregnancy reset my body or mentally my mind reset my body because my focus had shifted so fundamentally. So that was just interesting how that happened. Yeah. I think becoming moms just changes so much more than anyone anyone can ever prepare you for. And one of them being is just your view on your body. Like you were saying is just, it's amazing what your body can do. And, uh, you know, if you have friends that struggle to get pregnant, you just appreciate then your body so much more if you were able to. And then just after the fact the, you know, I know some people too, like, hate the way they look after they have a baby, but I think it's so important in your mindset to, to take the time and be gracious with yourself to, Mm -hmm. to realize like how amazing the body really is. So, and it is hard. I feel like something that's crazy about postpartum is you feel a disconnect because you're like, this is not my body. Or in some people's, I've had friends who like things that they really loved about their body change. And that's really hard. Like that's kind of a loss and grieving process for them. (laughs) For me, like I said, I had such a terrible relationship and kind of like hated my body already that, I mean, some things felt worse, but it didn't feel so different physically for me. Um, But it really did change in my mind just thinking about what it can do and just caring a little bit less about precisely what it looks like. Yeah. So if you had to say then just for you and your future goals, what do you want to accomplish when it comes to your health, you being a mom, your mindset and your body image? What does that look like for you this year? I just want to become more consistent. I, that is always a challenge, especially we just had the holidays and I was like, uh, I think I've gone like once or twice in the last five or six weeks, <laughs> but just becoming more consistent and to continue to be an example for my kids and just to bring them with me so that they're seeing it. Also trying to kind of narrate some of my thoughts, like things are getting really hard, like tell mom she's doing a good job and help teach them to encourage me so that uh, they learn that inner voice for themselves. And hopefully when they're exercising in the future, they, they encourage themselves. And then also like the days that I don't want to work out, just telling them like, I really don't want to do this and just being really honest. And then they will see me 
doing the thing that I don't want to do because it's important and learning that that is a value and that you just push through it. And as you do it more and more, it's kind of like a muscle, you know, that self-control and you get better and more consistent. And so I feel like that is really important. And then for now going into like more consistent, good nutrition, I, I feel like something that I did learn from all of the yo-yoing that loads of carbs and sugar for me are just like a death sentence. So we really try to stay away from that as much as possible. Of course, the little kids eat tons of carbs, but yeah. um, sugar anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. But just trying to, you know, add more vegetables. And again, being an example of like eating nutritious foods and the kids seeing that. And you know, it's actually, I feel like a huge like mom win for me is that our son loves broccoli. Like, oh, whose wow. kid loves broccoli? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I did for that, but I'm so thankful that that kid loves broccoli. <laughs> yeah, I always think it's weird when um, when kids eat salad. I'm like, how do you get a kid to eat salad? Because my kids do not eat salad. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I've really tried that one. I'm like, lettuce just seems like incompatible with a child. Yeah, you you're know, like, like does that kid? even like go in your belly because <laughs> you're so dead? Yeah, I know. Goes on your floor. That's where it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I think those are such great goals and you can just tell you're such a great mom that you really want to be that influence for your kids and your family. And I really admire that about you. So if people are wanting to, to maybe take some tips and things that you've learned and that, you know, how can people find you and connect with you? I have the blog, which is themamamatters.com. So T-H-E-M-A-M-A matters.com. And I am also on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at themamamatters.com. And we also have the Mama Matters tribe if you would like to check out the Facebook community. And as I mentioned, it's just kind of a, uh, for moms to hang out, support, encourage each other, make these mindset shifts, We focus a lot on how to be an example, like what kind of kids do you want to raise? How can you be an example of those things? And just uh, kind of striving to learn and grow, but then also feeling content and enough with where we're at. I love it so much. And like I said, it's just, you're such a inspirational mom and I really admire that about you. I hope that uh, you're like, I know your story is so relatable to like every, almost every mom I know. So I think this episode will really help them. And I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. I really, I really hope that at least helps someone I've learned so much. And I, I really admire you too, Natalie, you are just a go-getter and you really are one of the people who inspire me to take more action because I love learning and I will just learn forever, but I'm like, okay, so time to apply that learning and get out there and go do things. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.